This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting, but yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hey, good news. We're doing round two of Comedy Fantasy Camp. I'll be there. Jay Leno's coming back. John Lovitz, Caroline Ray, Trevor Wallace, and many, many more. February 29 through March the 3rd. And this time, we're all getting down at the world-famous Comedy Store. This will sell out as the last one did. Get your tickets now. Go to ComedyFantasyCamp.com for more information or give them a call. 888-762-2263. Join Adam Carolla and Jay Leno for Comedy Fantasy Camp Part 2. Call 888-762-2263, 888-762-2263, or visit ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Carolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on, man. Get it on. Welcome program. Again, that's Dr. Drew. I'm me. And David Allen Greer once again has joined us in the studio. What's cracking? Dag is going to be doing live stand-up at Caroline's. That is just a great room. That is tonight, February 7th through the 9th. Now, is that... One show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. What? Hmm? It's like you're reading my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I fly home Sunday. Why? Because I'm nominated for a Grammy. Nice. Yee! And I'm doing the Grammy pre-show thing. Oh, uh, hold on. Nominated for a Grammy. Now, yes. I know you get nominated for Tony's, but all tell us time. about the Grammy. Well, here's really what happened is Porgy and Beth got nominated for the best Broadway soundtrack. Uh-huh. People started texting me. They were like, congratulations. I'm like, congratulations for what? It's not like me. It's like 900 people. And you were solo man- in that second act? Of course. I have two or three. But the you point is this. One. Uh, <laughs> my, my manager goes, no, there's been a change to the rules. Uh-huh. You know, because it's starring me, Audra, Norm Lewis. Uh-huh. If a Grammy's awarded, we actually get Grammy awards. So, oh, yes, wow. you were nominated. So the, the week later... Dinglings, please welcome Grammy nominated, uh-huh. your headliner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. So you do, now, you do do a show Sunday night in Caroline's, right? No, uh-uh. Oh, you're just I doing can't. Friday, Saturday. Oh, you got to come Friday, back for Saturday. the Grammys, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Normally, the schedule is one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and then one Sunday. One Sunday. You know what happened at the Sunday show? Mm. Pussy time! That's Woo! right. <laughs> so hey, you got nominated. Shaka. And now you're back and going to the Grammys. Yes, sir. Excited. Very I get excited. a thing from my book publisher, Random House, every once in a while, or so far twice, and says... You know, we need to do something with this uh, Grammy nomination for uh, audiobook. Like, you, you know, we, we got to spear you got to spearhead something. It's, it's it's this weird thing where I don't know if you've experienced this with publishers, but they go. Do they have a Grammy nomination for best audiobook? That's crazy. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, I don't know. It's like spoken word or something yeah. like that. Did you get nominated? Like, no, I didn't because they tell me. Oh. You got to spearhead the movement, and so I'm like, so you didn't the fuck get do I know? What does that mean? You didn't get nominated? <laughs> no, they gave it. They give it to hold like on, Betty Adam, White or on. something. So you're not in my category. Oh, team up with Audrey, you'll be nominated. Well, I just wondered. Life. Yeah, who? Let's Anyways. let's figure this out. Let's see if we can figure out who got nominated for you know spoken word or audio, whatever. I'd like to. know But they that. just they just have books. Um, 
it's not really – I don't think it's based necessarily on who, who the best is or who the funniest is. It's just like who had the initiative and who launched a campaign. Yeah. And did they? Yeah, I don't know how it works actually. Well, think of it like this. I mean how many Grammys did the Beatles get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they got hardly I'm any. Agree, I mean, I'm, I'm the Beatles of, uh, of books. I agree with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it has nothing to do with sales or anything. The it, 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 Janice Ian, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, see, Ellen DeGeneres has people that do this. R- Rachel Maddow. No, no Rachel I, I think Maddow. you're wrong. Adam, Bill, Bill, Adam Bill, Bill, Bill. it has nothing to do with how many little e-books you sell. It has to do with the quality of your work. Janice Ian. That's why you have What it, is right? her book? I was kind of ugly when I was 17 kinda? and no one kinda? wanted to fuck me. Um I thought Janice Ian died, by the way. Oh, Michelle Obama, <laughs> Bill Clinton. Right. So they get this eclectic mix in there. And Ellen uh, Ellen DeGeneres, by the way. Uh, she was persecuted for being gay. Right. It's really uh, – imagine – She was unemployed for six months. Imagine if she was a man and straight, how rich she'd be today. I mean, right she's, now she's scraping by. I know, but she's getting by. I'm but imagine nice. if she was. Imagine if she had a penis. <laughs> imagine if she had a penis and didn't want to suck it. You know what I'm saying? How rich would she be? How big would she well, be right now? She's struggling. She's if she was a dude, let's just be honest. But her she was talk a straight show, dude. Listen, how would that be going? Listen, in her defense, her talk show's only been on how many years? Six, Thirteen, yeah, fourteen. We hold women. Oh yeah, we hold women and lesbians down in our society. See, my argument is always it's just the opposite. If she was just a dude and she was straight, I don't think we know who she was. Why? Well, I, I know. I know one thing. Right now, it's you can't get out the closet fast enough. It's <laughs> right. Like people are lining up. Right, they're heroes. Lining up. She's a hero. Yeah, you're right. She was out of work for a whole six months. She was. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, but imagine if she was a dude and. Had a penis and didn't want to blow it. Well, she'd have a podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. A whole network. That's mm-hmm. what would be going on. Mm-hmm. Or she'd yep. be doing them fake ass uh, rehab mm-hmm. shows like Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Janice Ian Society's Child is the winner, or it's just the last one you guys are leaving on the screen? Oh, I think Gary left that because you were asking what book it was. Oh, okay. Wasn't that, that was her memoir or something? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So I didn't like it. Drew, do you get this when you write books? Like your publisher does the, no. hey, you've got to go get no. this, and you've got to find that person, and you've no. got to... No. My, wow. my my publisher's always like, do you know, you know, when they do the forward thing, or like, mm-hmm. who's like, can you ask, oh, ask Seth McFarlane, can you ask David Allen Greer, can you ask, I just said that because here, but can you just ask, <laughs> can you get all these guys? And then they're always like, can you go out? And I always think to myself, like, at a certain point, I go... I could do all that, but what do we? What need you for? Yeah. If 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 at a certain point I'm just doing me, everything. My publisher told me it's not coming out in paperback. We're done with you. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, don't worry. Is that before the Grammy nomination? Uh, now oh, they're, they're crawling around. Now he's coming back. All right. Uh, we got your phone calls. We were talking off the air a lot about concussions and about football. Also, uh, if you like the show, you like what you hear, and you want to help support the pirate ship, you can go to Adam and Drew. You can go to the Adam and Drew page, and you can click on the PayPal donate button and keep us afloat if you like what you hear. Now, so you what don't about have the photo- concussions? Well, here's my thing. As I was saying to Dr. Drew in a nutshell, um, the crux of the thing is I feel football is going to change. And I, 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 I even believe there are a lot of people who feel that football as we know it, as we grew up watching it, will not – is going to cease to exist. Maybe. <clears throat> because of the – I'll tell you why. Because the head trauma thing, it's not well, – number one, it's the lawsuits from these players. When the NFL knew that there was a connection, that's, that's their premise. You know, and the NFL is like going, well, you know, it's a high-risk sport. You knew what was going on. And you chose to play. That's not why it's never going to exist. It's not going to exist because parents, to feed the football machine, when you go all across the country, you know, Pop Warner, that starts when kids are seven, eight, nine years old. By the time they're into um, high school, they've already been tracked um, and segregated. And mm-hmm. developed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so much a part of the machine of football. Once concerned parents crown the country go, head injuries, something could happen to my child. No, dude, you're playing soccer. That's what's going to kill it. Well, it's starting co- to happen. A couple things. It is starting to happen. There's a couple things. It, it, back in the day, there used to be a lot of Jewish boxers. 
And then Wait a minute. what? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Jewish, well, uh, like the, the gay gangster squads, about a boxer. Oh, it is. Yeah, That's a movie. Gay gangster squad or just yeah. gangster? No, they, right. they, they, no, 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 no. Himself is hey, a former boxer. No. Adam, hey yeah, Adam, you, there used to be there used to be opera singing. Simone, <laughs> Simone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm no, there were a lot of Jewish. There were a lot of Jewish fighters, and there were a lot of Italian fighters, and there was a lot of Irish fighters. And a lot of Irish, a lot of Irish yeah. fighters, and there was a lot of Italians and Jews. People don't know there were a lot of Jewish Immigrants. fighters. Immigrants, yeah. poor well, people. They, okay, what happened? Well, they came up. They, they came up. The lowest, they got, the they lowest got, on the they got educated. Their parent, and you know, a couple generations later, forty years later, there weren't what so many Italian point? fighters. What is your point? Uh, now there are a lot of black fighters and a lot of Hispanic fighters. There's always the folks that aren't doing as well are going to be willing to go out there and get their head kicked around just a little exactly, bit. Exactly. So what's going to happen with football, I believe, is the folks like you, Drew, who have kids and you're of means who are you're educated and you're not going to you're going to start pulling your kids out of there. Uh, Michael Irvin's mom with the nine brothers and sisters well, living in know. the Sears gardening shed is still going to let her kid play ball as a ticket out of their life. I understand. But here's the here's the difference. Here's the difference. <laughs> Powerful. NF No, you're right. You're absolutely right. right. But the NFL, like, there's nothing bigger in this country. There's no bigger sport. They've taken great pains to paint and create this picture of the NFL professional football being all American. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> they don't want that stain on this industry. It's different. Everybody knows, has known for, for forever. Boxing is a blood sport. You don't get mm-hmm. smarter boxing. You mm-hmm. know, you get punched in your head. The point, how do I win a boxing match? I hit you with my fist so hard that I concuss you. Right. I short circuit your brain with brute force and make you stop, make you fall down, right. knock you the fuck out. That's how you win. Right. Quiet as this cop, that's how you win in football too. You know, this whole thing about don't hit with – no, it's like this. Earl Campbell, you talk to any of these dudes, hit that man. How do you make a runner stop? You hit him. No, I know. You hit him. You make him stop running with your body. That's how you do it. There's – you know, I think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady would argue that there's a little – And Bill Bellamy, who's a wonderful Bill Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Bill Bellamy would also argue that there's probably a little more finesse – to it than that. But yes, I agree. It's it's hitting. So now you have people and they're doing damage to themselves. And the question for a lot of these dudes you see in the NFL is for me, where would you be if you weren't doing this? Yes, you're paying a price physically. Well, but but, how- n- but now there's knowledge. I mean, at a certain point, it's just like smoking. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, like I can't – people are trying, but I can't go to a and sue the maker of cool cigarettes in 2013 and go, you lied to me because mm-hmm. they didn't. Because right. I've known my whole life, literally, cigarettes are bad. What? Black guy smoking cools? Yeah, always. All my, baby, all my babysitters. Wow. Because they cool. Because okay. they cool. Now sit down. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. there's a, all these players suing them. I do believe mm-hmm. – I say but I that's believe a menthol flavored cigarette. <laughs> it is. It is. It tastes like candy. Only you know your breath stink. Wait, shouldn't they just make one that <laughs> tastes like grapes and call it black lung? <laughs> just go fuck it. It tastes just like chicken. Black lung. I'm sorry. But wait. But wait a minute. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? The dudes who were playing in the period when the NFL was going, oh, there's no connection. Yeah. There's no connection. Stupid. The dudes who were playing when the team doctor said. You just were knocked out. Get back in the game. Mm-hmm. They have a case. Well, now at a certain point, you have to go. You know, from I don't know, eighty or ninety something. From then on, no, dude, you knew the deal. Uh, listen, you brought up cigarettes. It's the exact same thing, and it's 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 the same thing. It's it's Lance Armstrong. It's cigarettes. It's Who brain damage. Is a hero. He never cheated. The, he just the point is to this: too much. It, the the problem is the lies. The problem is you're talking to the tobacco industry in the mid-80s, and they're like, we employ top-notch scientists, and they're telling us that nicotine is not addictive, and then you get caught. Really what you should be saying is, look, this is America. We're free here. You're free to eat a chili dog. That's not good for you. And you're free to smoke a cigarette. That's not good for you either. But 
this is America and that's the land that we've created and we provide a product. And if you can complain about the people who build parachutes or bungee cords or who make chili dogs and put them in the same category as us. And football should have done the same thing because I saw like real sports shit on this thing and like oh, 10 yeah. years ago. Oh, and yeah. they would dissect the brain of the linemen. And it was like this guy died at 51. You see all this black marks here. That looks like a patient in their 80s. And it was abundantly clear. <laughs> but at that's that when point, the NFL was going, um, I see. No, that brain looks fine to me. Right. And what the NFL needed to do at that point is go. Yes, it's a contact sport. This is happening, and we're trying to address it. And we're trying now. And now, where they're going to get themselves into trouble is where Lance got into trouble. Where cigarette companies got in trouble. They went, oh no, 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 not a dick. No, no, I didn't dope. No, 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 no. That's science. That's bogus science. And now all those documents with all the cooked science is on there, and all the doctors they had on the payroll, and that's where they're going to get their money because that if they had just said yes. It's a contact sport. Obviously, multiple head contacts and injuries are going to have an effect. We are going to address it and try to minimize it as best we can. But realistically, for professional football players, most of them have been playing for 10 years at least before they become adults. Oh, yeah. Okay? Before they become adults. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah, they'll be small. It's going to be a different thing. The NFL wants to expand. They don't want to contract. They don't want to be boxing in helmets. No, they want to be all-American, like hot dogs and shit. Everyone played at least 10 years except for that one Nigerian dude. Who did not know what a football was? Like he does that thing where it's like, but he right. showed up at the junior college and he'd never seen a football before or a minute bowl. It's like, dog, you, you got to run down court. Just stand there. He's seven nine. Right. Take the ball. Put your hand up. Somebody looked at like Christian Okoye running like a four three forty and, oh, I and, and went like. You don't know what a football is? <laughs> this is a football. Hold it. Run yeah. over that dude who's trying to tackle you. And he's like, okay. And he just fucking ran. I mean, he but just hit you with this is the NFL, thigh. and this is the problem with the NFL doctors. RG3, he wanted to go in. Knew his knee was fucked up. Doctor said, uh, yeah, I cleared him to play. His knee got really fucked up. Now the doctor says, I didn't clear him to play. He wanted right. to play. Mm-hmm. Did you clear him or did you not clear him? Yeah. One, you're either ethical or not ethical. It, he didn't want to get caught out there. Now, he's saying he didn't clear him because we all know what happened. RG3 fucked his knee up. He's out for the season. Now the doctor backed up and said, I don't I know never, if he's out for the season. He's that, out. That he's season. out for next yeah. season? No, he's out for a while. Yeah. Well, that's, anyway. a while is now, but is that the next season? Because Adrian Peterson had almost the same thing, came back, led the yes. league in Russia. I understand. Mm-hmm. But RG3 ain't going to lead, lead the league in anything unless he changes his play. He can't do what he keeps trying to do. Yes. I've, I've but anyway, said that the, point, the point I'm trying to say is that the doctor mm-hmm. flip flopped, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, RG3 wanted to go in. I'm sure he did. Right. But, but so what's the, the future of football? Where do you, where do you see it? I think it's not going to be what it is. Right now it's America's number one game. They're adding teams. They're adding more games, right. putting more on these players. The players are getting bigger. They're getting faster. The For you to get tackled by a dude now is completely different. Right. But these are 300-pound it's like getting run over by a car. Let me yeah. make, They're saying the force of the blow yeah. is getting bigger and bigger and right. faster. But, Dag, they say— It's that, a cancer that's going to come and just like the black plague, it's going to kill you. I walked out of my house. I don't play football. You know black what happened? Black plague's the name someone, of the Ravens defense. Someone tackled me. Someone tackled me. Should there be, shouldn't the Ravens defense be called the black plague? <laughs> that's what they called me when I was playing for the West Side Cubs. <laughs> He come <laughs> tail back the black plague. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. It's, no. it's a bigger, faster, more dangerous. I, I, I agree. I agree. But in the past, if a guy was concussed, they would laugh and say he got his bell rung. Yeah, they would see him walking back to the wrong huddle, yeah. and literally the announcers would be laughing. Yeah, well, oh, you were taught. But you were taught as a player. Right. You still are. You do not show pain. Right. Do then, not show that you're then when you don't know what the they would give you, you a shot of smelling salt, yes. which I miss in life. <laughs> give me some smelling salt. They used to be it's good for what else? Yeah. yeah. I give you a shot. There was a time when a, just a shot of brandy and a smelling salt, and you're right back in fucking mm-hmm. in the gunfire. 
fight, in the game, in the marriage, whatever it is, you're right back in the in the in hunt <laughs> thick of, of it, right in the thick of it. Yeah. So they'd give you some smelling salts. They'd ask you where you were. If you got it, if it was close I'm enough. I'm in Toledo, Ohio, coach. Okay, uh, we're playing Cleveland. It's close put enough. In. Put them in. Put them in. So they'd put you back in, and then the damage, the real damage, would happen after the first concussion. Yeah. Now you're pulled out. Yeah. And you have to go through a protocol. Yeah. So that damaged the secondary damage. What RG3 experienced with his knee, he hurt it once. He, he should have finished the rest of the season. He went out and did real damage. Mm-hmm. Well, the Fuck real God. damage part of the concussions is now being regulated to, to quite an extent. They, they think. Well, they have. They Seems now. Like they have doctors that aren't the team doctor right. who has to clear them to play. Right. And they had, uh, I think Vic was out for a couple of weeks. I mean, guys. And then the bigger question for me is Michael Vic or Ray Lewis. They made millions of dollars in the league. They're probably not going to be right, but I don't know what they would have been up to otherwise. Well, Michael Vick had his whole dog bite. Oh, that's true. He had an enterprise. He had, yeah, a, had a business. <laughs> had a home business. He ran a business from home. Lots of demand for a dag uh, looking into the uh, – Medication manuals and uh, pulling out some names. Oh, he doesn't. I got to take a piss. You want to do that anymore? Do that. He I do. Care. I do. I'll do it, man. But I mean, okay. I really do have to go take a piss. I was talking. I All right. Shouldn't, uh, I'm going to run down. Well, just give but a wait, second. We'll take a break. A question about PTSD. A question and about head bone trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bone marrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who is your hero, Adam? How do you donate uh, bone marrow? I'll tell you a second. Dr. Drew? I don't know too much about that. I know where, where they do it. I know how they... Tap the, yeah. the base of the spine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pelvic brim, usually. Mm. How does the bone marrow... The thing that's crazy is how the bone marrow finds its way yeah, to wild, its new it? host, right? Like, you, this, they don't put it into your bone, do you? They no. put it into your blood and, and it, it goes... Finds its way to our it blood. knows where to go? Yeah. It's like a fucking salmon, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should be a doctor. <laughs> you should be a doctor. Everything Look, be a sit down, stupid. If this it, is like a salmon. I shove it up your ass. It's going to no, find its way to the stink Everything spot. would be a fishing analogy. It's like perch, bonita. That's a different species. Okay? You look at your white blood cells. It's like pulling up a Dorado. Okay? Now, that's good eating. You understand? And we're trying to get your 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 seat your your T cell count down a little bit. That would be like pulling up an amberjack or something or, or like a bone that. Fish. The hell right. of a fighter, but right. you don't want to eat them. Too so many what bones. You, what you got to do right now? What I'm saying, your regiment is like basically you got to rig your drag line. That's what I'm saying. And we're going to see if we can gaff. Uh, a cure on board. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to chum the waters, but I can't. I can't put your rig in the water. That's up to you. I love chumming the water because it is a thankless, horrible job. But there's like I watch Wicked Tuna too because I can't. True. You need to work. Fishing More analogies. Fishing analogies. You're right. I love fishing. I do. Into I everything. Fishing. And it's racist too. And then at a certain point, you're going to you... take that big lip jigger. <laughs> well. Well, give me two jigaboos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put the kike stank on the on the on the wop thing. Well, come on, man. Come me, on. I'll tell you, chink knot. We'll go ahead and put the cock stank on the wop thing. <laughs> no, you know what? I'll give you a heap knot. Just, just keep it. I, I, I'm gonna save money. Give me a heebie. <laughs> give me a heebie. <laughs> I think you could work. Can racial. I get some cunt bait in there? Uh, mm-hmm. The fuck did I say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a jigger fro knot. <laughs> yeah, tycoon knot on there. Mm-hmm. Now make sure you make sure if we're if we're going for Benita, you got to do it all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> That's what we're dragging on the bomb. That's where you get Benita. <laughs> yes. I watched I'm like, this is fucking racist, man. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, Dag, you got a whiz. I'll be right back. All right, now hold on. We got we got some phone calls. When we come back, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, what call do you want to take there, Drew? Me? Yeah, or Dag. <sighs> Drew, you pick. Well, man. we've been doing head traumas. All so right. The head trauma, PTSD, and then the hero one, yeah. All right, we'll do that right after this. Yeah, hero. Available now from Corolla Digital. An evening with Adam Corolla and Dennis Prager. Philadelphia and Redondo Beach. Four hours of stimulating discussion. Maybe it's affluence. We have it so good that if people aren't frightened of something, they don't feel they're fully alive. Uncensored audience questions. All right, so can we put the lights up a little bit? Line up at the sides if you'd like to ask about anything, as I say, on my own. Wow. 
anything under the sun. And hilarious commentary. And the truth is, American ethnic groups get along so well. Look at you and me. Right. Okay. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> I am a old black blues musician. See? Episcopalian. I didn't even notice that. That's how, that's how healthy it is. Only $7.99 through the store at adamcarolla.com or on iTunes. Yeah, get it on. Thanks for coming back to the show. David Allen Greer, Dr. Drew in studio, and one of our fine sponsors, Citrix, baby. Go to meeting. Go to meeting with HD Faces. That's uh, Rod Stewart's backup band, wasn't it? HD Faces, good stuff. Go to meeting. We love these guys. Let's you collaborate on files, and uh, you can uh, take care of plans, and you can do it all online. You can uh, participate in meetings, and you can do it from your iPad. Love the technology of GoToMeeting. Uh, Start hosting your own uh, face-to-face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. Our listeners can try it for free. Free. 30 days. Free. That's like over a week for sure. (laughs) Probably a month. Yeah, that's right. A month for free. Do not wait. This offer will end. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code ADAM. Be sure and use that promo code ADAM. Go to meeting. All right. So where's the head trauma? Three. Line three. You forgot because you have head trauma. I have. <laughs> oh, I've been knocked Woo! out. I've been knocked out oh, a I few was times. Concussed. I was telling Dr. Drew my concussion story. Aaron? Hey, how's it going, Ace? Good. Hey, quick question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Sorry. Um, your brain. I've had some head trauma. Dag's had some head trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dag and I travel the country, and I do a podcast, and basically our brains are doing push-ups all day, every day. Right. Because I'm constantly doing a, uh, what are you going to talk about on O'Reilly, and then what are you going to talk about on this show, and then yes. you got to do this, you got to do your thing, and yep. then you got to go do stand-up. So my brain's like constantly working out. Yeah. Is there an element where because of boxing, because of football, because of the junior college and construction, if I was still doing construction, my brain would be weaker now than it is because I've been doing push-ups for 10 years. It would be weaker in terms of its uh, process and abilities and discipline, those sorts of things, but it wouldn't be more protected against the long-term effects of the uh, head trauma. Yeah, but isn't it the, so the most damaging no- is rec- repetitive yes, yes. head trauma? You might notice it more readily when you're trying to function at a high level because <clears> if you start to lose some working memory or something, it, you're going to So is there such a thing as push-ups, or scales for your brain. People have been trying to prove that for a long time, and it does not look good. So if you were going, heading toward Alzheimer's or you're heading toward dementia, and you literally just every morning did Peter picked a peck of pick a pepper or peppers and pe- and you just did it 20 times every morning, that would not necessarily it, slow down that it process. It doesn't look like it have any effect, current, mm-hmm. the current literature is suggesting, but certainly you would notice sooner that you lost the ability to do that because it would be you're trying to do something right. more elaborate. Well, the thing I think I think the one of the uh, unfortunately one of the uh, testimonial to what Drew is saying. One of my dear friends, Philip the Juggler, oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. always spoken to you about as being yeah, a great I mean, guy. Think about that. Think of his neurological. He, what happened to him? Oh my he, god! He was a guy, good looking, successful a juggler, juggler. But like a like a like a professional. But, but yeah. literally, rode you know could go do some of these comedy clubs we do where the stage is just four foot deep and seven foot wide, and could sit on that on a unicycle on that stage. I ride a unicycle, and the hardest thing to do on a unicycle, riding a bike's not that hard. Standing still on a bike is hard. Standing still on one wheel. He could stand still on that stage. I'm good on a unicycle. I cannot do Would he that. Do that and juggle. He could do that and juggle oh. machetes oh. or torches. Shh. What happened? Oh my him? god! Well, he's he he was the best guy I knew, like nice guy in the world, super good looking. So, you know, made money, did things. He was in That's Branson, Missouri, doing his thing, and all of a sudden, and uh, and he used to come out and visit with him and stuff. But he moved to Branson and you know started a new life, and we kind of lost touch. We talk on the phone every once in a while and all that. And he was just one of those guys. He was one of those guys I didn't talk to all the time, but he was always out there. It's just that's right, Philip. Right. He's a great dude. I love that guy. I'm always looking forward to seeing him. 
And I just talked to his wife one day, and uh, she said, do you, "You know, do you know what's going on with Philip?" And I said, uh, "No, I don't know what's going on with Philip. <coughs> Virile, good-looking, blah 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 blah." Get to the point. Yeah. What no, I'm happened just to trying, him? To, trying to get a fucking picture of the guy up on stage. All right, Viral, good-looking, smart. I mean, I, I just want you to see a picture of him so you'll okay. know what we're dealing with. He did like Bud Light commercials and stuff like that. And she says, you know what's going on with Philip? And I said, no. And I said, well, he's had some early dementia has set in and this, that, and the other. And I said, oh, man, that's that's, that's horrible. That's uh, him doing a Bud Light commercial. And how old is he? At this point, he's probably late 30s. And now he's in his early 50s, late 40s, early 50s. But, I mean, you're seeing here a good-looking guy who's – Hand-eye coordination is off the fucking charts, right? Yeah. Doing lots of brain push-ups, as you lots say, all the time. Lots of brain push-ups, right? So I, I say to the, you know, I say, well, although interestingly, he has some movement stuff going on already there with his amp, with his gait. Did you see that? Well, I, he, he, I think that was just one of those. Bad I didn't know if that was walks. his. Yeah, well, I didn't know if that was his I act. Was I mean, you know, his, his persona. Right, okay. So I say, mm-hmm. um, I said, geez, I said, well. You know, can I talk to him? Put him on the phone. Like, can I? Well, can wait, I, wait. Let me just to be clear. This just started. Was it a out of the blue? A, out of the blue. A, an injury? No. And how old was he when it started? Started in his later forties. But that happens sometimes. I, there's a there's a a, a no, very dear same deal. Look, Talented friend are. of mine. Yeah, I mean, that guy looks like Matthew McConaughey. That's me at, at his wedding. Uh, I don't know if you have a picture of him and me <clears> on stage. <throat> there he is. Get out of here. That's yeah. that's that's bent, the same guy. Yeah. That's him, bent over, gray, oh muscular, he looks muscular 80. atrophy, wearing a he diaper. Looks 80. Uh, I said, so I said, oh I said, God. can I talk to Philip? Okay, and I and she said, well, not no. And I said, well, but I think I think he'll remember me. You know, I'll talk to him. I'll we'll talk about the old days, or whatever. And she said, he can't talk. I wow. said, he can't talk. And it was that fast. Well, it it. Yeah, in a few years. He went from, geez, where'd I put my keys to? Mm-hmm. Can't talk. And I said, well, can he? Can you put him on the phone? And he said, oh, no, he's living in a home. He, wow. he can't get around. He can't. He came out to my show. I said, I'm coming out there to do a show. I said, bring him out. He bent over, had I'm no looking. idea who I was, couldn't speak, verbalize, nothing, wow. and he's dead. Well, he, remember that he, happened also to. I'm going to go home because this it, is yeah. not. You just took well, it to. But well, wait a minute. Yeah. I had a friend, a woman, incredibly talented, same deal, around the same age, top of her game, early onset Alzheimer's or dementia. No, dementia, but dementias have lots of different categories. But many, wait, many but dozens, maybe she hundreds thought, of categories. She thought, from what I heard, she thought she was going insane mm-hmm. at first because at that age. You don't expect this, meaning, you know, a director, you, a million things are coming at you. Her, she could not remember, couldn't, couldn't function the way she should. She had no idea. That's the last thing you're saying. Oh, I have early onset dementia. She was diagnosed. It was a relief, but the same thing. Downhill, she had to retire in her 40s. And what was the actor bad. that played Arthur? The uh Dudley Moore. Dudley, Dudley Moore, Moore had, but, had the same thing with supernuclear ophthalmoplegia, which is another form of progressive, rapid dementia. And you know, remember there were stories that that he was drunk, yeah, because yeah, well, of his behavior. Poor, poor Arthur, right? <clears throat> but so Philip went from juggling on stage to where's my keys to how many years? I, I two, probably three. maybe maybe it was four or five, but can but we, can two we trans- dead. Can He's we now- transition to <laughs> Doctor Drew? Because Adam, you want to start this intervention? <laughs> Because, Dr. Drew, something's wrong with you, dude. Yeah. So, you are fucked up. You don't know who I am. All right. Head trauma. Here we go. And, and by the way, when he died, Ugh. it was a good day because his yeah, life I just, yeah, They, they was... don't see the picture I just saw. You're saying that person there, how old was he in the picture when he came to see you perform? Uh, early 50s. Wow. He went from the most virile athletic guy in the world to wow. – Gone, gone, gone. There's you many can see different the on the neurological problems can do that. Many, many, many. Yeah. Many, many. Hey, uh, that's people that, some of them are infectious, some of them are genetic, some of them we don't know. Shut up with your medicine. Aaron? I've had it. <laughs> Mr. Know it all. What's going on? Hey, I, I thought Brett Favre's lawyer how to juggle when we were kids. Right, cut, <laughs> cut him off. Cut him off. <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, I, uh, I want to thank you, Adam and Drew, for uh, saving my life many years ago. I was on trying to call Loveline, but I couldn't get through. I was too old. <laughs> and uh, Drew, I talked to you about two weeks ago on on the podcast. 
Yeah, uh, Dr. Lisa and Dr. Sue, I was the guy who got injected with heroin when he was a kid. Oh, yeah, 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 my God. Yeah, well, here's what happened. I just finished grad school. I I had a cumulative of 3.84, but I tend to fail exams all throughout my life. I had early head trauma when I was a kid. I was was a, a pretty good student as an adult, but I failed the final exam, and that caused me some concern, so I got a head scan. And the MRI was fine. I didn't have any damage. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did have a motorcycle wreck when I was 19. Um, I, I woke up bleeding into a ditch. I got thrown off the back of a 700 Ninja, and we were running from the cops. I asked him to slow down, stop, let me off and run, and he just kept going. What but year was that Ninja? I, I was on the back of the Ninja. Oh, I think it was probably a 600. I think they did okay. a 600, was, maybe oh, it a was 900. A, a 1985, I think. Yeah, I think it would have been a 600 Ninja, not a 700. I, okay, cool. That's just me. Um, Dag, and Dag, Dag, thanks for taking that potty break. I had to piss really bad before, too. All right, Anytime. so Aaron, what's your question? I, I wanted to know why I have trouble on exams and why I have trouble holding down a job. I had, I have PTSD and depression. Mm-hmm. Right. I was a boxer, too. I, I was a football player. I, had, I was a Golden Globe sparring partner. I didn't like getting the head, getting hit in the head, so I stopped after a summer of that. Um, I, I just don't understand if I don't have brain damage. How, how does PTSD and depression get in the way of my working relationships? I've had over 20 jobs in my life. Okay, hold, hold and, on. A, a reminder that this, this I get into it with Aaron on an episode that's going to air on uh, February 15th, the Dr. Drew podcast. You can get it at com. Gary Heftard mm-hmm. just ran in with that information. Mm-hmm. Um, I, listen, there's lots of complexity to what Aaron's talking about. If you're talking post-traumatic stress disorder and depression – that usually goes along with difficulty with character functioning. Mm-hmm. So that is associated with problems interpersonally, problems with you know truthfulness and manipulations and those kinds of things too, or distortions. And so naturally those things can affect your ability to function at work. I don't understand what he's asking really. That, uh, well, he's just kind of doing a laundry list of trials and tribulations and traumas. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, you know, it's thrown off the back. Well, why did he get all injected figures. with heroin? Right. It's a long story. All right. It, it Listen, all figures out. Let me say something. Aaron. Yeah. I'm hearing somebody that has, uh, I'll give a sports analogy. Fishing. Um, <clears throat> <a> fishing <laughs> sports. Let's say. Let's say Tom Brady was on a tuna boat. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Was he the captain or is he the? No, he's a deckhand. He's chumming. He's chumming he's the water. He's the water. <laughs> and he's going after bluefin. Okay. Yep. And we're rigging his drag line. And I say to him, hey, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go down into the hold. I need you to pull up some fish and start cutting them up because we're going to make a big chum slick here. And he looks down to his quarterback wrist brace, the one that has all the plays on it, and goes, I don't know because I got thrown off the back of a motorcycle and I land in a ditch bleeding. And then I go, all right, well, then what I need you to do is go up top and I need you to rig uh, the gaff. And he goes, ooh, he looks his wrist brace again. He goes, you know, I suffered a lot of head trauma when I was uh, working as a sparring partner for Golden Gloves in the uh, late nine, early nineties, late eighties. Every time I asked him to do something, he looked down. You got a wristband that's filled with excuses. We've all been hit in the head. We've all loved and lost. We've all done a little boxing and we've all played a little football. And yet we get up and we go do what we have to do. You have an answer slash excuse for everything that you're not doing. And maybe it's true, but why? Look in the rearview mirror and come up with reasons why you can't do stuff. People do this all the time where they go, I really can't so-and-so because I'm... Why do you want to go through life explaining why you can't do something? Fuck, there's a guy named um, Superfoot. (sighs) Superfoot Wallace. Drew, I'm on a roll. (laughs) Bring up Superfoot fucking Wallace. This guy named Superfoot Wallace. <laughs> Superfoot Wallace. Superfoot Wallace is one of the greatest kickboxers. I know who Superfoot Wallace is. Ever to, oh, yes. Ever to Don Bill the Wallace, Gee. right? Bill Wallace. I, I met him. Bill Superfoot Wallace. When I was doing ta- Taekwondo, wow. I met him. He's amazing. Bill Superfoot Wallace like stepped on a landmine with Rocky Bly or something. They both <laughs> hopped on the same landmine <laughs> in 1969. He has a foot.
foot that's like no good. Oh. But that's well, all he's right. Got he blew his knee out, and he he told me the story. He blew his knee out, and he never got it repaired. So they called him Superfoot because he had one good leg. And I was like, well, but now they have, you know, it's not the 70s anymore. Now they have, like, expert surgeons. He's like, he doesn't need it. He's compensated. Superfoot wow. was like the nine-time <laughs> AKA kickboxing, uh, you know, IKA or whatever it was. The point kick, is kickboxing champion on on a bad wheel. Yeah. Yep. Now, on one bad wheel, he was on every month. He was on Black Belt Magazine. Which right. He was on the cover of Black Belt Magazine. But he was able month. to compensate for the bad wheels that you're saying. Overcome. He worked hard. Yep. Now, obviously, when a guy's got a bad leg and somebody says, why aren't you kickboxing? You go, well, I got a bad leg. What the right. fuck? It's called kickboxing. No. He just won championships with the one bad wheel. And they wheel. were trying to take him out. I mean, this is in a time where they didn't have the rules were, you know, it was not, no shit like this that I look like it is now. They were trying to take him out. I've seen those movies with Eric Roberts. <laughs> Believe me, I know how the game was Dude, played. that was my instructor, <laughs> Philip Ree. It was, what were those Eric Roberts, the karate flicks? Oh, the, the death sport, best, death uh, best defense. Best, best of the best. Best defense. No, the best of the best. Rocky Blair. Rocky Blair. There you go. Rocky Blair. What NFL team did Rocky Blair play for? Oh, please, uh, you homo. The Steelers. I, I know that. Dak doesn't know that shit. Who Who is he back Part of the greatest dynasty. I don't know, but I who do you know Rocky. Hold on. Rocky Blair, if I recall, he was a dude who had a lot of problems, physical problems. He stepped on Vietnam. Stepped on a What he talked about, bone spurs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back. all kind of shit where they cut the stuff out. He could not walk. He said he was in so much pain That's from his right. ankle and his foot. The doctor said, you cannot play. Right. Operated on his ass. He would play with pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's with the point. Pain. Yeah, that's I the mean, point. if you have, if I had bone spurs with and ankle spurs. I mean, the, the amount of pain, I'm not comparing the two. With a back, by the way, who, if Dag and I had a child, he would be Franco Harris. Yeah, that's oh, right. That's it. The greatest Harris. black Italian yeah. running Franco back. Those were the two runs ever seen. This, this, is, this is some old school sports yeah. trivia. Do you remember when Jim Brown challenged Franco Harris to like foot race? Foot race. That's right. He smoked him. I, I don't think they did it, but I. Well, the point there was is, some is shit that it was going on for years. Well, we well because Franco about. Harris never had foot speed. Yeah, he, he just was, he was a just a great running back, and Jim. Jim Brown was like, I'm 55 and I'll smoke your ass. Why did they hate each other? Jim Brown, well, what happens is, is by the way, Jim Brown is one of the most pompous asses on the fucking yeah, planet. But he, he's also one of the greatest football players ever. I, I understand, period. but Jim Brown has uh, had some issues with his old lady on occasion. I hope Just one? Maybe maybe a couple. Just he's one? the most pompous Hold ass on, on the on planet. The on now, the everyone says... I love Jim Brown. Everyone he's says, well, genius. he he has a right to be a pompous ass <clears throat> because he's Jim Brown. But there are a lot of great players. Listen... Uh, I, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Barry Sanders is also one of the greatest backs of all time, and he's the nicest, most unassuming man on the planet. So Jim Brown, a great back with a great, huge attitude. A I've never – my interactions with Jim Brown, he's been great. That's all I can tell you. Black. So here's what well, happened with me know, and Jim Brown. I came at him right. You know, you I, have – a lot of people say you have an attitude I, and you're racist. I was on it. I. It's racist and attitude, by the way. It's not ass attitude. Rass attitude. Rass attitude. I, here's, by the way, here's how you know I'm not really racist. If I really was racist, it'd be like if I was, (sighs) if I was gay and closeted, I wouldn't be making jokes about sucking cock all day long. If I really was racist, I wouldn't be saying any. I wouldn't be making all my racist jokes. You mean all, all would, of our all of our jigaboo things? I, I would feel well, give me racist. A on there. No, I would feel Hold self-conscious on. about being racist. Hold on. You got a darkie in your bucket? So here's <laughs> Well, give me a nigger toe. <laughs> I Put a nut on it, knot it with a honky. I said to Jim Brown, we're on a flight. We're in first class. We came home from New York, right? And I was sitting next to him on a flight. And everyone got up and they said, "We can get off the plane now." And they said, "No, no, no." There may be a bomb in the terminal, and we can you can't leave the plane. So we're hooked up to the jetway and everything, but you cannot leave the plane because there's a bomb scare in the terminal. And I remember sort of just thinking, I'm the kind of guy who thinks, even if there is a bomb, if I just run out of this plane, what are the chances going to go off when I'm in the blast, when I'm in the kill zone? You know, it's only about 30 feet, you know. So we're just sitting there, and we're waiting, and it's like been 20 minutes. And I just said to Jim Brown at a certain point, I said, look, Jim. 
you run down that jetway. <laughs> there's going to be some guy from there's going to be some guy from Continental Air, Pan Am, or something. You throw shoulder into him. You knock him out. Take him out. I'm going to break. I'm going to cut off of your block, and I'm going to take me and my backpack to daylight. Uh, but to and me, he that's pa- fucking hilarious. I know. But and to him, he paused and looked at me. And he goes. I don't block for anybody. Oh. <laughs> it's like, wow, you have a wait, wonderful wait, sense of humor. Wait too. a minute. In his defense. In his defense. That's funny. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but funny. in his defense. He wasn't being funny. The he was other just like, night, Fuck Yeah, you. but the other night, I was with my brother, my nephew. We went to, thank God, it's shrimp or some shit like that. <laughs> sure. They just got off the plane. Dude had a lot of beers with his chick. He came over. He wanted to meet the dag from, what? Right. You know, he's like, fuck, here he is. And right. I was like, I'm with my family. I'm having dinner. I really don't want right. to. And he just was standing there like, this guy's a dick. And I'm like, I'm trying to have dinner, dude. I can't do right. a picture. And his, they just stood there and wore me down. Then I was like, uh, okay, all right, yeah. I'm going to take a picture. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a, I think I'm a pretty cool guy, but if you catch me at the airport, <laughs> you do. but wait, if you catch me at the airport, you know, in the airport bar and yeah. you're with your, your, your boys and you're yeah. like, listen, I want you to call my girlfriend and do the crazy scream. Uh, and I say, fuck off. Yeah. To them, I that's understand. an asshole move. We now, to Jim think. Brown, he's yeah. like this old black dude, and you're like, all right, Jimmy, here's what we on. First of all, let me get you half a pick. Love you, man. Love you, man. Dingo, look here. Drop the shoulder, man. Drop the shoulder. <laughs> he's probably looking at you like, motherfucker. That's really what well. are you? That is fucking hilarious. I know. You should put that in the movie. Just have him sitting there like, I don't block for nobody. <laughs> that, that is fucking funny. All right, bone marrow drill. No, let's do Justin four. Justin four. All right, let's talk to Justin. Justin, yes. Hey, Adam, yeah. Drew, David. It's an honor to speak with you guys. How are you doing? Man? You got. You've taught me so much throughout the years of Love Line and whatnot. But um, anyway, it's a little off topic. But uh, <laughs> throughout my adult life, I've had three heroes: my dad, Steve Jobs, and Adam Carolla. However, oh. it's been amended. It's been amended to Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, and David Allen Greer. Those nice. are my top three heroes. Nice. But Steve Jobs was kind of crazy. I mean, he was brilliant. But I can see that as a hero for some people. Yeah, that's nice. And yeah. he is—he is an American. Okay, never mind. I won't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going. Uh huh. So, but yeah. I was wondering, uh, Adam, like you've never really talked about, you know, kind of like your role models. I know you, Graham Parker, obviously. <laughs> I know you look up at Dr. Drew, but other than that, who are like some of your main heroes? Graham Parker? You talking about the rock star dude? Yeah. I, I love, love Graham Parker. I loved Graham Parker. Um, so here's here's the uh, here's the thing. And I, it's the thing because I was thinking about this as I was looking at your question up there. I grew up in a non-hero family. Like we all we all like A little sports. bit of a non-hero era too. No. The 60s, a little 70s, bit. was a little sort of anti-heroes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of anti-heroes. Absolutely it was disagree. Jim Brown no, until you par- he was a douche well, to me on that flight. I absolutely disagree. I met Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. and I will. T- I was an adult. Yeah. And talk about brain trauma. Yeah, yeah. He was fucked up when yeah. I was in Dreamgirls back in 84. But mm-hmm. to meet Muhammad Ali, that is the closest thing to meeting, in my mind, a real live superhero. Because that's how much of a hero we... When I was a kid, oh, fuck yeah, man, Muhammad Ali. There are a lot of heroes if you had, if you opened your heart to them, you know, but if you're brain damaged, <laughs> well, Dr. Drew... No, let me finish. When I was... You have post-traumatic stress because you bludgeoned yourself with stupidity. Now I said it. Mine, actually, when I was, when I was very young, it was Maya Angelou. Because <laughs> I, 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 I didn't... There weren't any people... I, yeah, Maya, there weren't any people that I identified with, you know, and your I felt, sword is your vocabulationness. <laughs> See, yeah, that's what I felt. I felt like I had, you know, as a young woman of color, I didn't feel that there was anyone I could connect to. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I connected to. You didn't have any heroes? I, you know, it's funny. It's like there was a couple things, and, and it's an interesting question, which is I remember growing up going, George Carlin is funny. Like, yeah. that was cool that he was doing his thing. But my family was so don't worship anyone, including yourself or us, and we're not going to worship you. And also to even think you can do what George Carlin is doing one day. Do not blow that kind of, of smoke up your stuff. own ass. I love Jimi Hendrix, but he died. So right, I but, really but I, you can and then love there was someone, Billy Jack. You can, <laughs> oh, Billy, what happened to that actor? 
Oh. Tom Laughlin. Oh, my God. It, Remember when he would take, he, before he whooped ass, he would just take his shoes off. Oh, yeah. No, they could. <laughs> there would be a great. I would like to get Jim Brown and Tom Laughlin in a room together to have a, a blowhard contest. Oh, like, all right, this God. is champion. This is the, this is you. You you represent the Eastern Division. You're the Western <laughs> Division. This is a colossal. This is an Ali Frazier type. My rumble in the jungle of blowhards. You are the you are the you're the you're the blackest blowhard on the planet. You are the whitest blowhard on the planet. Now let's get together and see who the winner wait, is. Wait, my best part of Billy Jack is rumor to talk down, Billy. Billy, look at me. Put your moccasins back on, Billy. Your brain is not in your big toe. Billy! Billy! A snap kick is not going to solve anything. Billy! Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those kids need you. The little the the brain-damaged Indian kids need you. That was porn for Adam. That was porn. That that came right after the uh, box for the the chick on the box at the Big Five. I know, so I try. Right? Billy Jack. Bernard, I try. (laughs) He was such a horrible actor. What you do. To these children, these little Indian children, well, I just go berserk, and then he starts throwing. Do you heel remember kicks when he pushed it? Did he push the dude's vet in the water? No, no, he gave him a choice. <laughs> Bernard. That's right. That's right. That's right. And what an evil name, Bernard. 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 And, but by the way, he didn't call him Bernard. He called him Bernard or something. <laughs> Bernard. Oh yeah, Sorry, Bernard. You ever hear Jim Superfoot Wallace? No. What is really? that pitch like? I'm, I'm gonna, what is that pitch oh, like? I'm going to take the inside of my foot. I'm going to take the instep of my foot. I'm going to put it across your orbital ah. socket. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Or you oh, take yeah? your 71 big block vet you and in, drive it into Lake You in what army? Billy Jack. <laughs> your hat looks stupid. By the way, it's the blowhardiest move in the world because it was such a 70s thing where it's like everyone was so into Indians. Yeah. Like like Marlon Brando and like Billy Jack Tom Laughlin is the whitest <laughs> blue-eyed guy on the planet and it's like Billy where you been my prayer snake hole on top yeah, with, right. with running bear yeah. like w- you yeah. are a white guy with blue eyes and a crew cut you understand crew there's t- nothing talk, Indian I'm about, about you the pitch how did he get money to make that bullshit oh, ass movie he made that himself oh, he did yeah. he didn't go in an office you mean he went in an office and went okay this movie's gonna be me I'm staring at it. I play a half breed who knows you putting my foot on the side of your head. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it made more money than fucking oh, deep throat. Then was, we got well, then because we got, it had some had some un, unclad women. That was the big thing. We, got, we, got, we used no, to we see got it. Every, how many times did you see it, Adam? My mom would brainwash me because every she brainwashed me with Billy Jack and Roots because every time because my mom's the whitest person the on the planet. But we would watch Roots and we watch Billy Jack and she just looked at me and go, "Do you see how we are?" Do you see what we did to these people? Oh. Do you see what but we, we did to these people? But we would see it. We would go and see. I must have seen Billy Jack six times. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those movies, man. And, and then there was it, the trial of Billy Jack. <laughs> oh, I saw all of And them. then Billy Jack goes to Washington. <laughs> yes. And Tom Laughlin is such a colossal blowhard that he wouldn't edit himself. And oh, he the same, act. but he the same. The denim on denim. Yeah. Denim on denim. That mm-hmm. stupid fucking, you know, sitting bull hat. hat. Yeah. And, and he'd take his boots. shoes off. Yeah. And we saw him kicking his shoes off. That meant there was trouble in the park. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and by the way, I hated movies. Uh, see, Dag, you watch this movie as a black man. I watch it as a white man. And every time it like we're gonna bring the hippie Indian kids down to the down to the ice the cream store, shop. and we're gonna yeah. get them some ice cream, and then the kids would all walk in. By the way, the shop was almost empty. There'd be oh, it was a set. Yeah. There'd be eighteen kids coming in and two adults going, "We'd like to have two scoops." Of, yeah. We don't serve your kind here. And it's like not interested in making money, huh? What was the Billy Jack theme? Go ahead and cheat your neighbor. Go ahead. And, and yeah, oh, my mom was like, you see, they turned over that rock at the end and there was no gold. You understand? <laughs> I know, but when I was a kid, we would watch it. it. I knew it was kind of shitty. Yeah. But we would watch it anyway. Oh, yeah. it had a theme song. <laughs> but, but it was, there was, but it's pertinent to what we were talking about. It was, so, it was such an anti hero. I remember a period in high school, but our teacher was going, you kids don't have heroes. There's no heroes anymore. Yeah, and and there was an anti-hero thing. You like yeah. the you like the renegades and the people that were against. Those are them. heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but they weren't allowed to be heroes. They they weren't really heroes. You, you couldn't you couldn't really admire anything. Yeah. Well, anyway, right? well, and also I came up not looking up to my dad. Like yeah. I look, I was like, you pathetic slob! What an idiot! You're such a fucking lazy. So piece do you have of a shit. hero now? Uh oh. 
That's what he wants you, to know. You know what? Really, I, I really the I, I know this sounds trite. Uh, really, the guys who hang in, uh, take care of their families, like do the right thing. Like my right, he- yeah. heroes are like everyone who just does the right thing, who's not involved with frivolous lawsuits, who's not d- trying to bilk the government, who's not like just the people who fucking take care of business, take care of business, yeah. who just go out every day, create jobs, take care of their family, pay their bills, pay the government, like just. Do the right thing. Like the person so that? the person who gets <laughs> rear-ended on the freeway, walks out, looks at the bumper and goes, eh, there's no real damage here. We don't have to exchange insurance or whatever and yeah, drives away. Yeah, I did away. that. But then the two white guys said, yeah, we do. Fuck, I would listen to you on Adam Carolla. Then they sued my company and said that they had traumatic back. Really? What happened to you? Yep. What? And I'm telling what? you, the bumper, the bu- I must have I been going seven miles an hour. It was a beat-up pickup truck. These guys were going to install roof, oh. you know, somewhere, <laughs> you know, in, in our roof in, in, in Laurel Canyon, you know. And, they, and I go, what happened to that case? It wasn't me direct. It was my insurance company. Oh, yeah, they sued, you know, they say claim they had, you know, back problems, all sure. kind of shit. Sure. Like, that might have been their attorneys doing all that crap. Oh, yeah, no, it is. No, no, no but they those knew who attorneys. I was because they told me. They're like, oh, big fans, we love you on Adam Kroll's show. Oh. So you're not my fucking hero. It's because of you. All right, so uh, thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. Uh, Drew, you have any heroes? I mean, yours are yours are on like Mount Rushmore and shit. Like you're like a Thomas Jefferson guy, Doctor right? Albert some... Schweitzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know what? I've got heroes sort of in the medical thing. Too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dan Siegel and oh, Alan sure. Shore and guys like that. They're, Why? They're, What'd they do? Because they they they're. They're fighting the good fight. You know what I mean? They're pushing things forward in terms of what really is important right now, I think, in terms of understanding people and you know, relationships. Hey, Leon. But, but you know, okay. Sorry. Yeah. What, what, Dak? You were saying, you know, fighting a good fight. I went online uh, on Facebook, you know, my Facebook thing. There was immediate conversation between certain people I know <clears throat> about how the mental, mentally ill – well, I can't really – the mentally ill were being scapegoated. For this whole new town. Well, that's part of the problem is that if you if – you, we don't want at the same time to increase stigma by r- talking realistically what, about mental illness. Really, it's really hard. Hold on a It's second, a hard line to walk. I get that. It's who, not who's that going hard. to be discriminated against? I mean what no, are really talking blaming about you know, Because Look. they didn't I'm – just, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just being the reporter for a second. Yeah. They didn't like the language, nut job, crazy, oh, you know, uh, lunatic – Right. You know, uh, we all have, you know, when that language is used, we, meaning them, you know, crazy. Sure. I don't want to say crazy people. Right. (laughs) You know, mentally challenged. And and by the same token, when you go look, that Aurora, Colorado, Colorado kid has schizophrenia. All schizophrenics don't go kill people. No, 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 no. They don't. The you very, can't say very that. few you do. Can't very, say that. But a, a paranoid, psychotic, violent planning guy, because of his schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah. We but but Doctor Drew, happen. I read an article about a guy who heard voices. Yeah. In his head. Yes. Now he decided to join the "I Hear Voices in My Head" group, support group. And we just want to live with it. They didn't want to take drugs. Okay. They just wanted to make peace with the voices in their heads. Great. And why are you calling us crazy? Oh. Well, listen. There, I'm being there, serious. There's different reasons for the voices in that, by the but way. But listen. They yeah. said so. Some they, of them are nice when they they're They have nice a group. And, they're yeah. groups for foreskin restoration. I and, have had that, by And they're groups... <laughs> They're groups who are against cochlear implants that basically are yeah. saying, we, you're deaf, we can make you hear again. And there's groups for the deaf who say oh, yeah. that's discrimination yeah. because we were born this way and you're actually – you're saying something that's pejorative, which is being well, deaf I'm is not being normal. bad. I'm not normal. Yeah. There's groups for every fucking fringe, everything. I, I think the point is, is we are giving – I think what's happened to our society – is we are giving everyone the podium for two minutes like it's some sort of Santa Monica City Council meeting where the crazy guy comes up there with all the pins and goes, I'm a veteran of the Korean conflict. And you're like, okay, all right, buddy, relax. I love the paper. So so what we're saying is... is (laughs) Sir, can you just... Can you just start... You're on the clock, sir. Sir, you're on the clock. Just just make your point. You only have two minutes. (laughs) 
Yeah, but that that's the problem. Look at listen. If you go back and look at any one of these massacres where the person who's like me, Kevin Nealon talking about the elephant, by the way, that's the where they clearly ever. had some emotional problems. Uh, they don't talk about it. They go, what? now why why did uh, this person do this? No, you know what they do? I mean, I agree with you, but here's the thing. It's, it, it, it's like the Virginia Tech thing. They want – If anybody was crazy, it was the Virginia Tech – Right, and, and they, yeah, and they went – Did you were, see the video? Oh, yeah. Where were the counselors? Where were the guards? Yeah. Why did it take so long? And I just kept saying, anyone want to bring up the parents? Anyone want to discuss the parents? Because this kid was batshit crazy. He lived with them. They knew it. It was a culture where they didn't – they frowned a little the on therapies. No, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. clearly – look, if the parents don't know, it's like if you're – What can they do? Adam, here, I just here, told you. you I'm telling – they're the only ones who can do anything. Yeah, but they're tired too. I mean what, what Listen, can they do? What it, can they do? Here's, here's the thing. You have – a very troubled person living under your roof. That is nature or nurture. That's your creation. There's nobody on this planet who has more dominion over that person or more responsibility for that person than you. Yeah, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. When that person is no longer a child, once they cross a precipice of adulthood, they have their own wants and motivation. You know what? Though? They don't have to there's take their medication. Uh, but here's they the deal. They don't have to uh, listen to you. But here's the they deal. They want to go to college. You're not going to stop me. You can get they, a you can get a conservatorship. You can get a conservatorship, and no one. I've recommended that more times than I can count, and no one ever does it. Now, why do you think they don't do that? I don't want to. I don't want to be mad at me. I don't want to ruin my relationship with my son. And then it's Aurora, Colorado. But 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 do you think that's because they've already been? What am I trying to say? Beat down Lesson. by it? Exactly. Look, look. To some Handled. extent. But, but they really never – no one – these days is a weird but thing. But also, of, as parents, nobody right. wants to say my kid's crazy. Here, here's too. the point. There is no – using that word. How do I get a conservatorship, conservatorship over Adam? Because I think he's going to pop. <laughs> you know I'm right. All right. Uh, by the way, this is Kevin Nealon. <laughs> we show it every I've time he comes before. in here. It cracks me up because – and I'll tell you, it's happened to me. It's happened to Dag. He's got to listen. He's got to live in Santa Monica, right? Yeah. You know, he is trying to save, you know, Bubbles the Elephant. And he has one minute to make his point, right? Now, you and I have had that situation a million times where people went, it's a corporate thing or you're going to bring somebody up or something. And they go, just do six minutes. Like, yeah. Just do six minutes. And you went, oh, fuck, I do 90 minutes. I got six. Yeah, I'll do six minutes. And then someone goes, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? And you go, Phew. It's six minutes. I do 90 minutes. You understand? It's just six minutes. And you find yourself up there, minute, two and a half, out of shit to say. So, like, like, but like, when you take a, when you piss in a bottle, though, right, the top, and then, because I'm texting and driving, and, because uh, uh, the car, I farted in the car, right? But I can't, because, uh, thank you. <laughs> right, it's my right. time. I know we're only three minutes in, Dak. Oh, uh-huh. I like dogs, but when the dog with the spot on it, it makes... Uh-huh. Crazy. Thank yeah, you. We're at three and a half now. <laughs> yeah. yes, so, you yes. have the, so Kevin Nealon has to talk in front of the city council about the elephant in the zoo and how it's being treated, how it needs to be freed. And I know in his mind, as a comedian, they said, look, you have one minute. And he went, oh, one minute. I'm not going to be able to get in all my thoughts in one minute. You got to tell a joke. Always start with humor. Watch how long it takes. Like It's just like being in the ring with Tyson for one minute. Like See how long 30 seconds feels. There we go. And I am not anti-zoo, uh, but I am anti-inadequate zoo. And um, I just want what's best for Billy the Elephant five and not what's in. best for the L.A. Zoo. And it's... Uh, Ten seconds. I just, I, I feel that... <laughs> He's out of steam know, if, at nine seconds. elephant has a choice to go to a, um, a habitat or a, a sanctuary, like the one down in Tennessee, seconds in. I'm sure that they would take that in one second. From the history that we've... Uh, understand about the L.A. County Zoo, it's not a great place for elephants. You look at all the elephants that have died there since 1975, 30. and it's not good. So I'm, I'm in favor of moving Billy out much. of the zoo, as I think everybody should be, and I'm sorry that so many people are misguided 20 seconds uh, with uh, the exhibit, for the plans for the exhibit as it exists now. Thank you. He oh. only got to 46 seconds. But you know, he said, do you need, 
much like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Do you need help? I'm Clint Eastwood. I got it. Yeah. He was seven and a half seconds in, <laughs> and he ran out of steam. That's <laughs> right. Louis C.K. says, like, how do you write something? Open with your closer. Right. And I did that. And then that's what happened. <laughs> it's like, ta-da! If I were reading his oh. mind, though, I'd be, he'd be seven seconds, he's like, oh, shit, I should have thought about this. I should, I should you got to double back around. Did, did I tell you I was married? I'm, uh, well, I'm just my second wife. Who, uh, <clears throat> who knows the dreidel song here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bone marrow, last question. That's oh, sort of the first here. law of public speaking. Make sure you have something to say when you get up there. <laughs> you have to say it, man. but make sure you got something take to say. Take some paper, take some notes. Leon? Hey, Ace Man, Dr. True, Dag, love your guys' show. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, So uh, I just had a question for Dr. Drew. Um, I'm getting ready to, well, I'm a potential match for a person for bone marrow donation, and I was just wondering uh, what the process is for it. It's it's intense. You know, I've never been through it. I've never put somebody through it. I know it's it's kind of painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Explain it, the procedure. Well, I, I I don't know the procedure. I've never seen the procedure. Well, done. then why did you take the call? I, yeah, I didn't think. You I said you were an you know what? You know what's this. painful for me, Doctor? You told me on. I need to be a conservator. No, no, right, right now. Watch this me. is this is an emotional bone marrow transplant for me. Okay, for me. Oh, sorry. It's painful. Mm. You don't know what you're doing, and you're just. Fluttering. This is like we're on a 42-inch trawler with a flying gaff and a skip boat. <laughs> and we just hit some rough sea. Hold on there. Give me a couple of darkies. Yeah. <laughs> Put a chink knot on it. <laughs> Hold on. Hi. Whop it, whop it, whop it down. But I do know it's a lot to go through. And I, mm. uh, Leon, is it somebody you know you're donating for? Mm. Uh, it's, it's, they, they're doing it through the Department of Defense. I uh, went back when I was in the Marines. I signed up for it, and this was like in 2004, and it's a, it's, back in November they called well, me up for it. It's a huge deal, and just hats off for being willing to go through all you this. You may want to put on your uh, darky slicker so you don't get that wet back. <laughs> Good to know. It's raining out. All right, buddy. Hold You're on. here. Hold on. Adam, you got a taco bender. <laughs> just one, please. Well, well, you don't have the beans and rice. It just please. You want one taco, Ben? <laughs> yes, sir. All right. We're going out on a high note. And uh, <laughs> you want to support the show, you go through the Amazon banner and Adam Carolla, uh, Adam and Drew Page. Sorry. David Allen Greer, the great David Allen Greer. And Dr. True. And Dr. No, Dr. But I'm here February all time. 7th. That's tonight through the 9th. Caroline's and then right back to gobble up a bunch of Grammys. And the, uh, <laughs> you can tweet them at David Allen Greer. Would you and then I want David on my podcast. Come on, the Drew, Dr. Drew podcast. I would love to, man. All right, done oh, and please. done. You guys so, heard it. The robots heard it. Until next time, this is Adam Kroll. For David Allen Greer, Dr. Drew, uh, Chris Max Pata, and Gary Haftard saying... Mahalo. You going to take that big lip jigger? This is Corolla Digital. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with the world's best counterfeiter. How long does it take to print $250 million? Five months. It needs to be worthwhile. It's going to need to be perfect. 12,500 kilos or over eight Toyota Camrys or six Ford F-150s. That is multiple metric tons of cash. You must have been stoked, man, because you knew you were going to put $20 bills all over all of that and then just never work again. Yes. By design, there are people specifically looking for you all the time. This is all they do. You can tell them whatever you want. They're not dummies. I mean, this is as high as it goes. This is top of the line. For more on how Frank Barassa printed his own fortune and got away with it, check out episode 488 on The Jordan Harbinger Show, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.